So just the word directly is uh, without any uh, filters, any screens, any intervention, any commentary, any, 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 anything else, just directly. If you're doing something directly, you may not feel as confident about what you're doing because the kind of confidence we usually look for is the relative kind, which gives us something to lean on, something to support, something's got our back. An odd kind of metaphor, I've got your back. So if you really had my back, why would you get out here in front and help me? I don't need you back there. So the idea there, and that comes out of Coben, or not Coben, but uh, out of uh, Dogen Zenji. Genjo Kwan. Genjo so, uh, pardon me again. So I think, uh, didn't have a discussion with Dogen, 13th century is a long ways away. But it looks like what he's endeavoring to point out or suggest or recommend uh, there is uh, is to, to, whatever comes up, to see it directly, to grasp it or connect with it directly. So sometimes uh, um, the word that is used as a commentary is uh, that uh, Trunk Rinpoche used was first thought, best thought. Just a just first, just a way of trying to help people relate to their consciousness and their awareness in a, such a way that uh, they do it more directly. So there's a less of a chance of the discursive mind, the hope and fear mind of getting in the way and masquerading as the truth. Grasp it directly. If you really are doing that, you really won't know what it is you're seeing. Initially, you, there's a big fill-in that comes in right afterwards that tells you this and tells you that, and it's this and it's that. And even that could be seen directly, grasped directly. Uh, the teaching... Uh, uh, the way the, the seeing reality is described in the, uh, in the tradition is a, a direct perception, a direct perception of emptiness, direct perception of the fundamental nature of phenomena, including the self, including the other, to see it directly. And you might ask, how do you do that? How is, how, does that, how is that strengthened? How do we practice that? Since meditation is a practice, since the spiritual path is a practice, the way that is uh, recommended primarily is to train your mind to see clearly. And that uh, sitting practice of meditation, as we call it here, is a shikantaza or just Precisely this, just as it is, just this. So when you sit down, your mind, your awareness can be flooded, filled with all kinds of ruminations and going this, this way, that way, thinking about this, thinking about that, worrying about what happened 10 minutes ago or what you should have done, what you could have done. What A, a much better way to spend your time than sitting on the floor looking at the wall. That shows up quite often. So we're actually practicing seeing directly by sitting down and, and simplifying the situation. So we're just sitting still, sitting a, using the body as a as a, a direct perception, a direct receiving. You're you're giving. You sit down and face the wall. The reason you have a wall is because it, it takes the the uh, creates a situation where you're 
uh, not only is uh, your eyesight, your eyes are open, you're seeing something that stops right there. So you have some visual consciousness happening with very, very little content. And the content that you do have is very similar and is a metaphor for the way in which the mind uh, blocks things out and, and, uh, and prevents uh, uh, in, the, in the parts which are called walls of the mind. Very structures is sometimes they show up as opinions, ideas, preconceptions, judgments, evaluations, and we uh, we don't even know they were there because if you if you know something is there, then you see it's this is not real. This is a this kind of fake this uh, this wall. So if you begin to be aware of it, it might sit there and be recognized as being unreal for quite a while before it starts to disintegrate because you may be fueling it in some way that you're not aware of at first. People who are, are at, totally at the mercy of their opinions, their ideas, their walls of the mind are not aware of them. Someone who is a meditator uh, on the path begins to slowly or even speedily become more and more aware of the way in which they're avoiding, the way in which they shut down, the way in which they cover something up that they can actually see by grasping it directly, by covering it up with their ideas, their opinions, their, their feelings, their... Uh, responses, their reactions. What, what is a reaction? There's something happens, it can be an action, and we react. So it's a, we, we even validate that in our conversation. We, someone might, something happened, and you say, well, how do you react to that? Well, that's not the way to react. So we, we actually go in and validate the whole idea of reacting. So what you're actually saying, without knowing it, is samsara is valid, and the circularity of the mind is valid, and you just need to react in the right way. You need to do the right thing. Not that you shouldn't. So I'm not going to go the other way and say there's no right thing. It's always a middle way. It's always not too tight, not too loose. And sometimes uh, through our, our confusion, sometimes we get swamped by uh, our fear or by our hope, for that matter, to take us in a, in a way that is, uh, it leads to further delusion, further confusion, further suffering for ourselves and others causes and conditions that arise at, in, the, uh, in the mind stream are unpredictable and are uncontrollable and are uh, untraceable. This is why the metaphor of tributary streams flowing in the darkness is a way of describing the karma that is coming at us, towards us, as us, that we impute as somebody. I'm somebody, I'm here, I had a good upbringing, I had a great mom and dad, or I didn't have a great mom and dad, or, or I don't even know who they were because I was adopted. All the various things that we can bring into the mind stream to describe how we're feeling, why we're feeling this way, why we should, why we shouldn't, why it's okay that we do this, or why I'm this way. Why? If we come back to the theme of the Dharma talk, grasp directly, why is not grasping anything directly. Why is actually turning away from what is in front of you and settling for some kind of answer. It's circular. Not wrong. I'm not talking about writing wrong. It just, it just goes in a circle because you'll get a because. Some form of, well, it's because of uh, it's that time of year. It's that time of, uh, of the day. Some kind of relative thing will come up to fill in 
and give the self-centeredness, the ego mind, uh, temporary protection so it continue its masquerade as being a real. When the self-centeredness, the other-centeredness is seen through, uh, we're not saying there isn't something still here, there isn't still a, a voice still happening, that there isn't some kind of, uh, some kind of locality, because there's a body-mind here, but there's no solid being. The person that understands that may seem more solid than anybody else because they're not operating out of imaginary reference points or created or, or, in, or reference points invented on the basis of uh, self-protection or self-advancement or hope and fear. What are they operating on? Whatever's arising. Whatever's arising, not separate, not separate from this, not separate from the bird, not separate from the notes that you're taking here, which is a good idea, by the way. Everybody that's not taking notes is wrong. How'd that feel? <laughs> Everybody that's taking notes is... Interesting thing uh, about that, if you can go back and... At least if I, when I were to take, take notes, I would go back and read my notes and not, know, not be able to understand what I wrote down. I, I don't write very clearly, and I always, what I hear and what I write down and what I read later are three different things. <clears throat> may need to do that, may not. Questions about that? Go ahead. Um, is grasping directly the same when you speak of perception only? Very similar. I wouldn't use the word grasp, but that's kind of what we came up with when we were talking about, because the, the, whoever translated, which, which Dogen translation was that? Well, it's Tanahashi, but Tanahashi in Enlightenment Unfolds and Tanahashi in Moon in a Dewdrop mm -hmm. says it two different ways. I could read the... Go ahead. So Do we have permission from Dogen? You can give him credit. <laughs> I'll credit the Dogen. We'll credit okay. Dogen. Credit Tanahashi. So, um, this is the, I'll read the one that I remember from yes. Moon and Dewdrop and then say it like it is here. Um, when you see forms or hear sounds fully engaging body and mind, you grasp things directly. That's Moon and Dewdrop. And here it says, you intuit Dharma intimately. Mm -hmm. So, you know, or it'd be interesting to, you know, just short of getting into what's behind lingu linguistics uh, altogether, it'd be interesting to see what uh, Japanese or Chinese words or whatever were was translated out of the whole idea of intuit, the whole idea of insight, and the idea of uh, uh, grasp. So, the next sentence probably colors in. Of that more. Unlike things and their reflections in the mirror, and unlike the moon and its reflection in the water, when one side is illuminated, the other side is dark. Mm -hmm. That's why it's such a problem for ego. We don't want to be dark. We want everything to be lit up. So our question was, perception only or grasp directly 
you talk about sounds and sights, but is it possible to di directly perceive the idea of self or your personal narrative? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by personal narrative? Is it possible to see your, see your ego, your self-centeredness, your uh, assumption of a solid being? Is, it, is that what you're asking about? Um, more like, um, yeah, maybe, but more like the um, illusion of thinking. Illusion of a seam of a storyline. So what's the question? Can that be directly perceived? Are you saying can you directly perceive a storyline? think so. More? Like the story, even um, taking the illusion of how you look, your reflection in the mirror is always the reflection. You can't see yourself. Mm -hmm. So what's going on in your mind, in a way, is a reflection of what's spontaneously arising. How do we directly perceive thinking? So it's very difficult to see a thought. You can't see you can't see where the edge of it is, where the front edge, the, uh, the middle, the end of it. But we use that kind of a metaphor to help us go, at least go in that direction. Um, it's it's not so much uh, the idea of doing something with the thinking, like uh, it's it's more about uh, imp imputation or the belief that there's someone who thinks. Thinking is just uh, just an expression, just something that happens. It's just generated, just like sounds are generated, sights, smells, tastes, touch, thoughts. So it's very difficult to see some kind of isolated, uh, independent thing that we call, this is a thought. You can't find thoughts. If you look for thoughts, the, everything that we thought was thoughts uh, go away because we were thinking. It's so the thinker can't really think itself. This is what we struggle to, to figure out a way to ask this question. But another thing that we were talking about is in every moment there's so much sensory phenomena going on, including what's going on in the mind, or it appears. But it seems like by the time we see it in the mirror, or the reflection, it's already a narrowed down, selective version of that. So is there a way to um, directly receive the bigger picture? Yeah, practice not adding. Practice, uh, um, practice, uh, I'll give you an, ex an example. You ready? This is blue. 
What happened in your mind when I said that? I showed you something that we can uh, conventionally call red. I said, this is blue. Did you argue with me? Because you thought I thought it was blue. You thought I was picking up the blue chant book. I thought you were wrong. Anybody else think I was wrong? We're colorblind. We're blind. So uh, what I'm, what I'm, a simple idea. But what I'm pointing out is we, we, there's just a, hardly any gap at all between what we see and what we think about it, or we immediately name it. And all I was doing is putting something up that you have another name for, 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 and telling you it's just like I'm telling you the French French word for uh, uh, for red when I say this is blue. It's like I'm telling you something else, like uh, like. Uh, so, but it's an area that you can you can see right in your mind where, where the, the way the mind works to immediately uh, grasp at a concept. Anybody have an experience uh, in, in that that little uh, demonstration that uh, that is uh, uh, different than uh, than thinking I was wrong or or immediately saying no, it's no, it's uh, it's red. Did everyone say it's no, it's red? Did someone just not say anything or think anything? What did you do? I felt it. My it felt like my heart went like that. That's because the heart's red. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, books are red. Music is blue. <laughs> Don't laugh too much. Any further question about that? We were talking about how um, using the illusion of a movie, it's a bunch of different frames, but it looks like motion until the frames are really slowed down. And so when it's slowed down, you can see that there's jumping from one frame and thinking that there's um, a connection to the next mm -hmm. in its lockdown version. So that we were talking about perception in the realm. By the time it gets to the lockdown version, is there ask your question. Like, can you see the locking down, or directly perceive the? Uh, if you see it, it's gone. There's uh, another. Uh, if uh, um, like the word I've, I've used the word recently, the word moment. You know, there aren't several moments. There's just this moment. Mo one moment is not connected to another. There's, there isn't any. There isn't anything but this moment. The, what we impute is a sense of past and future, based on the way we think, see things decay, or things fade, or things disappear. But it's always this. It's always, always. The, the, gra the grasping part of the mind will, is so incredibly gripping at life. That when the body mind do, does drop, the, there'll still be that gripping going on. Your consciousness will be disembodied. It's called a ghost. Find out what this is before the before that that whole body mind complex colla uh, collapses. Go ahead. <laughs> what? Grasping indirectly. <laughs> 
Grappling? Grasping indirectly. Never mind. It says, unlike things and the reflections in the mirror, and unlike the moon and its reflection in the water, when one side is illuminated, the other side is dark. <laughs> Give me the question. So the illumination is dark. Unless it's a mirror, which is then it looks like something. Or unless it's the water, which it look, then it looks like something. But the actuality is it's dark. So what is the side that's illuminated? The side is not dark. So are you the illumination? Get smart with me. You should be able to come out of that slump. If you can't see yourself, in the, if you're looking at yourself as a reflection, you are the illumination that you can never see. No, too, too complicated. Too, too, too philosophical, too existential. Well, then there's nothing to say. Spontaneous action the same as grasping directly, and how does that fit in with just observing? That is, cannot hooking up your vocal cords be the same as grasping directly? It could be. There might not be any movement at all to really perceive or see what something fundamentally is. So not, not hooking up your vocal cords or your muscles or something like that is just a way of saying, just uh, just experience the, the leading edge of the feeling, the anger, the frustration, the anxiety, the, the uh, feeling of whatever the feeling may be, without, without abandoning it by going into an expression of it. So this is all, all most, not all, but uh, artists uh, try to ha have an inspiration and then they actually abandon the expression, quite often they abandon the inspiration, excuse me, and and try to express it. And of course, that's when we get really bad art. Uh, but when they, when they actually don't abandon the uh, inspiration and, and, and the expression comes out of the inspiration or out of that emptiness, then we have something that's truly aligned with the balance that is in the universe that comes out of a flower, out of clouds, out of mountains and rivers and so on. But, but the person who does that will often say, I don't feel like I even did it. It just came through me. So that's a, a difficult area. But some take some artists, musicians, uh, painters, poets, writers, anyone who's creating anything it might take them their whole life to kind of get out of the way. So the, so the, you could say the universe can actually speak through them in their particular medium. 
I know in my humble case, I know that if I'm trying to throw a wad of paper in a wastebasket, that's my example, it works better if I close my eyes. <laughs> I don't have good luck directing anything. The, the wad of paper or whatever it may be always hits the edge, which means that I'm, I hit the rim of whatever it is and then it falls out. Never goes in. Unless I close my eyes. You use the example of the wall being a metaphor for the walls in our mind. Mm -hmm. And it seems like there was a couple of different areas where someone that doesn't practice doesn't know they have the walls of the mind. And then when we practice, we see that we have walls and ways we shut down. Is there something past seeing that we have the walls? Well, there could be. It could be the way where we keep refueling the whole thing. We keep rebuilding the wall based on thinking or based, just based on trying to get rid of the wall. We put up another wall. We take that wall down, then we put up the wall that shows how much we've accomplished by taking on that wall. This is quite often what happens, and don't misunderstand. I'm not taking away anything from psychotherapy or any kind of therapy. But I think sometimes that happens, and that where we go into it with a, an attitude of manipulating the mind stream in such a way and we might have some success uh, but probably isn't going to last because it's about rearranging the furniture yes if we wash the fuel lines and is there something that will show up behind the wall if the, it's not fueled anymore no just open this is just open things may show up they may not show up but you're not separate from anything no matter what's happening at some point, it may look like total darkness. You're not separate. It may be total, look like a complete flooding of everything with light. Not, not separate. Polarity is gone. You can't find something else. It's always this. It may look like 50 things or 23 things or it may look like a bunch of good things and a bunch of bad things. It can show up anyway. That's why it's so difficult is because we keep believing the story or disbelieving the story. Do nothing with it. Choke up. Um, from the book that Kozan was reading from, they talk about fully engaging body and mind. What's dark or fully engaging? I think uh, the the relative understanding or relative truth area starts to starts to lose its uh, its uh, uh, light and shadow starts to lose its definition. You could call it dark. More. Sheldon has a question. Sheldon says, "I missed the first part of your talk, so you may have already answered this. I'm wondering if." Grasping directly is another way of saying don't add. How would we know if we were grasping directly? So I think initially when one begins to understand uh, what that is, is uh, the feeling that tends to come up that's really easy to buy into is we're not getting anywhere or we're failing or we don't understand. If you're, if you're looking at something that you actually don't understand and you add on, I don't understand, 
this is what happens to the, the that aspect of the awareness that that possibly could understand in a deep way, maybe beyond speech, beyond language. I don't understand. As soon as you say that, you you've actually you've actually uh, uh, you you. You've just given a, a mini lecture to your self-centeredness, to your ego that goes by the the, the, the uh, touchstone of the word I. I don't understand. So, and it's it's very slight, and it's very subtle, but it's it's just a way of continually to not be willing to go into that open space. Goes on. And how it appears, can knowing how it appears and not knowing what it is, um, you happen at the same time? You're talking about the, the 30 verses? That kind of could be. Right. How it appears? Yeah, yeah could, it, could knowing how it what appears. It, what it, how it appears or what it looks like. What it looks like is what you think it is. That's what we did with the, the red and blue. Can you know what it looks like and not know what it is at the same time? Well, yeah, you can. But that's just uh, just uh, knowing what something is and not knowing that's just a relative situation. What it fundamentally is is, uh, is uh, the uh, perfected nature. But you won't be able to see that unless you work with the the, the, the difficulty with that or the, the sidetracks of going into ideas and opinions and uh, additions and subtractions about whatever is there. So the constant state of, of, um, of uh, you say it. Constant state of not being found of how it appears and that which appears can be known as the fulfilled because of this state of non-otherness. Yeah, so, a non-other means there isn't anything else. So there is no. It doesn't say there. It's not saying there aren't other human beings and bodies and trees and skies and, and cloud. But the understanding is that that the actual seeing of this, the direct seeing of this, is you don't see something else. Yes. On the path, is fear a mark of something that we need to go into? So I would say, basically, I would say yes, but I would say uh, that, that ha that's going to be different with each person. And, uh, you know, if the fear gets, if you're really having a lot of difficulty, then, you know, we don't, we're not trying to push this and kind of create some kind of explosion or something you might want to take a break go for a walk do something else it's taken me a while to understand it but uh, the way I teach this is uh, is basically it's a traditional teaching not too tight not too loose so not so tight that we make ourselves force the issue so go into the fear but when 
then it gets really intense, go do something else. Step away from it for a while. More? More specifically about that? personally have a, an ability to move in an area other people's are other people have some fear in I think for like one thing like going in and doing the office mm -hmm. I don't seem to put up too much of a resistance with it but sometimes there can be what I perceive as resistance or getting help with other people mm -hmm. uh, how, how, how best to relate to people that don't right. have the same relationship to uh, they're area just, I have ease with well, they're just stingy <laughs> You're generous, and they aren't. <laughs> or maybe I'm misunderstanding. Let me have it. I mean, I, I don't, I don't sense that you're coming coming up with that, and it's uh, just being funny about it. But uh, just meet people where they're at, and some people are, don't want to do that. They don't want to. Uh, I would like everybody to, as I was talking earlier to Danny about, I would like people to come here and stay here, but I, but I have to respect their wanting to go do something else. So it uh, doesn't make them wrong to be here for a while and then leave. They need to do something else. Have to meet people where they're at. Very difficult to help someone if you have ideas about how people should act or feel or something, and, uh, and you're imposing that on them on some way, uh, either either through actually saying something or actually just kind of buying that or believing into that, believing that. Uh, that being said, feeling uh, the feeling that having a feeling come up of of um, uh, feeling like someone isn't uh, pulling their share of the load or something like that, if that's where you're headed with that, is that what you mean? Seems to be something I had yeah. Yeah, so I would say, if you feel that way, don't do anything with that. Don't don't correct something so that you, you aren't that kind of a person who does that kind of thing. So there's a, it's a very subtle area, especially after we start uh, doing sitting meditation practice, we we find that uh, awareness practice is, uh, we very much can try to create, a, uh, uh, start to create a self that's more aware, more, uh, more, um, uh, more balanced, more fair, more, or understanding. Go ahead. Is feeling that to use that example that someone might be not pulling their weight is that covering up seeing how they need to do that? It could be if you if you if you because we, we have no idea why people are functioning the way they're functioning. They don't even know. They don't need people don't really know where all this is coming from. The emotions, feelings, ideas. Uh, and sometimes that confusion gets strong enough that they just create a bunch of opinions and ideas and structures and beliefs and, and uh, projections that help the self-centeredness, which is also a projection, feel secure. Nothing is more secure around uh, a projection of me than a bunch of ideas and opinions and everything that insulate you from the world that is constantly unpredictable. Um, when I say unpredictable, we don't know what's going to happen next at all. As it says in the in the four reminders, death comes without warning. This body will be a corpse. Death, you, the ending of your physical situation and mine that we're so enamored of or not. 
quite often comes without any warning at all, and we're just gone from this particular bardo. Yes? Is there no way of knowing what health looks like? What's your context? It seems like I have a an idea of what help looks like for me, so it must mean that it looks like that for other people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, may may not be. Maybe may a different situation. Some people need uh, don't need what you need. Some people need another kind of uh, caring or protection or support. So you just need to have me insult you a lot. Yeah, keep stitching. And of course, the the idea there is to is to fundamentally help somebody. And it may show up as a kind of an insult, but it's uh, some, if someone is actually uh, practicing and is it ready to receive that as a teaching. Then it's it's not that difficult. Uh, the, that whole metaphor for uh, it might have had its place in earlier centuries. I don't know how strong it is these days. Insulting someone to teach them. A question from Bosker in Houston. Yes, Bosker. Um, it's kind of two parts. Is direct grasping only possible during sitting meditation, or is it possible off the cushion, like say being fully absorbed in music, a form of direct direct grasping? So yes, music uh, music is a good uh, because it's sound and because you're you're you know it's art. Because you're, you're taking all of the, uh, all of your, all of the, the mind stream, and you're you're bringing it into the re receiving of sounds that have been arranged in a certain way. This is why we, uh, depending on your how your um, how you receive that, you may be able to listen to Mozart and be delighted, and you may be able to listen to Mozart and be bored. You may have to listen to, you know. Uh, Metal music, something like that. Is that what you like? Metal. So, and that just, just a way of getting rid of your aggression, right? Oh, I like the shrug. So, but I would say, yeah, uh, to Bosker's question, I would say, yes, there's, there's something to that because it's a, but, but the, the, the interesting thing is, is do that with the world. See that everything is completely balanced and is musical all the time, everywhere. Everything is totally, completely fulfilled. So the, this uh, art gives us, uh, it's been said way before I got here, that you, if you look at a painting by Picasso, you have to spend some time with it because he was an extremely sophisticated and dedicated uh, um, balancer of uh, colors and shapes and lines. And he spent his whole life, he was, uh, when he was very young, he was painting three paintings a day back in the, when he was in his early 20s. And not selling them, just painting and painting and painting. But if you go and sit in front of one of his paintings for any length of time, you will eventually see the whole universe show up in that. Just like if you listen to um, music, I mean, whatever, you're, you know, listen to the Four Seasons, not the, not those guys, <laughs> Vivaldi. But l listen to that and you, you, you get a feeling for, the, for a musical sound expression of the fundamental nature of balance, the way things are totally balanced. That's why we love music, you call it kind of an escape, 
but actually, if you listen to music and then bring that same appreciation, which all, appreci- all appreciation is giving anything that is there the space to be what it is. So sometimes we think that that's, uh, that's knowing what music means or something like that. Oh, music doesn't mean anything. You can't say that this kind of music or that kind of music means something. Sometimes you can listen to music and have, if there are words to it, you have no, no idea what the words mean, but it has carries some kind of intense or strongly felt situation. So you could, you could bring that into your life. Try to see everything, the colors, shapes, smells, tastes, textures. Uh, this is a, someone who is a meditator actually becomes uh, someone who uh, not only is a, an artist or not only uh, someone who, who is always uh, balancing what is in front of them. This doesn't mean that they're deliberately going in and pushing this down or pulling that out necessarily but a a deep appreciation of everything that's happening, including the negativity. You can't exclude the ah feeling and just grasp the the high uplifted rainbows and unicorns. So Bosker, what kind of music? (laughs) Grateful Dead. (laughs) Not Grateful Dead, no. Shostakovich? Yes. Is there fear that isn't um, just mental construction? Well, I can't know everything, obviously. But I would say it's probably a mental construction of some kind. Some kind of a constructed thing where something is threatened and something else is threatening. So some kind of a a belief or assumption or or grasping at some kind of polarity that needs to be run away from or destroyed passion, aggression, ignorance, ignoring it, getting out here, distracting ourselves. If it's ephemeral, then we'll distract ourselves into, you know, let's go do something. Let's, you know, I got to get out of here. I, I'm going to go for a walk. I can't take this anymore. So there's some kind of a construction going on. Yes. And then we, uh, and that happens, seems to happen in different, different ways. It's, it might be a little story about it. And then we'll add on to the story about why parts of it are true and what some other part is not, we're not really sure about that part, but it's probably that way. So more question. Ian. Um, hopelessness, is this grasping directly? Uh, the way I talk about hopelessness is to is to j- just give in to the feeling of not getting anywhere. So as a kind of just let, let just let it be that way. And at some point, uh, there there's no no concern about we, you're not you're not wanting something else. So there's no particular hope, which is not a negative feeling. So, but you're more likely to see what's in front of you in its uh, rawness, in its uh, in its simplicity, if you're not. The mind isn't always being flooded with some kind of hope or what something else, something else, something else, or this needs to be different. Uh, this is fine, but I'd like it to be this way or that way. So, so go ahead, please. Go ahead. Is it, is it uh, earlier you said something about dark? Is yes. Dark also. I think it. I think the path quality of it is that way. But the fruition is neither uh, dark nor light. Fruition is not too, so so it isn't something. It isn't. It has no 
uh, phenomenological uh, uh, quality to it. It's not something as opposed to something else. But the path, the ground is the suffering and the confusion and the difficulty. We stumble into this or come into this, uh, this path of uh, the spiritual path of working with the awareness. Uh, happens to be, in this case, happens to be called Buddhism, Buddha Dharma, but it, truth is not just just belong to Buddha Dharma. It's just an extremely good way of understanding it or seeing it. More? So when, um, when death comes, I will be helpless. At that point, is that, uh, is there no choice but to grasp correctly? That would be an interesting thing. Let me know what happens. <laughs> so, you know, I, mean, I, I could speculate a little bit about it, but I would say that uh, each person's, uh, when, when the body-mind does uh, go away, that's a whole bardo area that we've talked about before. There's a whole area of the dissolution of the, you know, when the, uh, there's a traditional way of talking about it, the, the uh, uh, Fire goes uh, into water, water goes into earth, and earth goes into air, you know, some kind of way of talking about it. So that there's probably a breakdown that, that we would, if you're, if you're open, I mean, if you, if you really uh, want to see what this is, then your curiosity will follow you right into that situation. Even though you're, you're going through a transition that, you, that is completely uh, unknown, there's no way to know what, what that's about. So it could, there, hopeless could show up there. Uh, if you practice that, practice working with that, wanting things to be different, wanting things to be different, and just watching how we do that, then there's a possibility you might be willing to just be there and be, what's, be with what's happening. So as the tradition says, when the clear blue light of the void shows up, you go towards it instead of running away from it. Just a way of talking about it. We have no idea what's going to happen. Nobody does. Even that one guy who wrote the big book. What's his name? <laughs> That's a leading question. <laughs> yes. Um, Eric from Delaware has a quick question for you. Which, um, which Eric is in Delaware? Wilson. Oh, okay. He says, um, grasping directly sounds redundant. How else can you grasp? Am I missing something? Not trying to get smart, genuinely want to clarify. Thanks. Okay, so, uh, you know, let's say it this way. Let's, let's, let's set aside the grasp idea and say just, uh, just receive. Just whatever shows up, just directly give it your attention. And when you, if you really give it your attention, you won't know what it is. You won't, you won't name it. Uh, you won't call red blue. You won't call blue red. You won't even you won't even have an idea of color, or right or wrong, or up or down, or back or forth, or existent or non-existent. So the whole idea of using the word grasp, which, as I said earlier, I don't know what that's translated out of, but Dogen uses or the translator Tanahashi uses that, and that's a, I'm not taking issue with that. I'm just saying that a grasp might mean just to perceive something a certain way, just to perceive it just to receive that, you're grasping that in some way. Um, you could say that uh, we're sitting here and I sense you just came in the door and walked over here. So in a sense, even though I wasn't looking directly at her, I was kind of, my attention was kind of grasping at her uh, coming in. And so there's a little bit of that. Or you could say it the other way around, say just, just perceiving that and receiving. What did I add on? 
I add on, Rumi's probably sleeping. <laughs> That's why she's able to come in. Yes? Um, Boster says, I listen to South Indian classical music. Oh. Thank you. South Indian classical music. Near Bangalore? <laughs> yes. If there is an, an end to adding, how can we see what we're covering up? Paraphrase that. Say it a different way. If we're always imputing something, then what is there to be seen beyond it? So what seems to happen uh, by just continuing and continuing and practicing and continuing just through repetition of looking at it, looking at it, and endeavoring to not invent things or run away from it, ignorance or run to it, uh, uh, passion, uh, or uh, obliterate it, aggression, but, but just it's just there, it's just there. And so by just looking at that... Uh, imputation or that belief or that automatic response to it just look at it look at it and don't don't tighten it up and don't loosen it up and don't look away don't do anything with it and so what is to be seen is uh, ultimate ultimate nature Buddha nature um, Paramartha Satya is a fancy Indian word comes out of ancient Indian uh, philosophy just the ultimate nature of things is it doesn't come and go it's it's uh, and, and our mind if you if you look at your just reflect on the the way the mind is find anything in in this room that uh, anything you see anywhere or uh, through any of the six sense fields including your mind that is anything like a thought where does that where does the thought arise at for something to be there if, if we attribute a uh, some kind of uh, ontological status to a thought. It's something. It's my thought, and it's a thought about uh, the sound of a cardinal. So it's a thought, or it's a memory that I'm bringing back. So that ha there's a space around that, you could say, or it has to have some kind of space to it arise in. If it doesn't have the space to arise in, then, then it, it can't appear. And your identity, if I may be so bold to point it out to you, is that space. And yet it's not the space when the sound of the cardinal is not there. Go ahead. I saw your eyebrow twitch, so that must mean there's a thought coming in that it's like, asks Sokazan myths. No? I'll just bewildered. I don't even know. I don't remember what you said now. Bewitched, bothered, and bewildered? <laughs> Isn't that a song? You don't remember what I said? That's a good something time. about a cardinal, or the space in which the cardinal's sound, sound appears is not there when it doesn't happen. So. No, I say that the space arises with the phenomena. The phenomena doesn't isn't just there all the time, and the, that comes along. This arises when you wake up in the morning. It isn't there when you're not here. You could say, well, yeah, it is. Well, maybe. Called a cosmic joke. Further question? Mm -hmm. Greg has another question. Greg. 
post-meditation, how do we set fair boundaries in a healthy, assertive way when others may be speeding along, imposing their view of the world on others? <laughs> yeah, just just receive, just listen to them. Just listen, just just receive what they're saying. Uh, give them a, just enough feedback so they so they so they don't go out, uh, uh, turn what turn your uh, lack of response into some kind of uh, uh, warfare or some kind of condescension or some kind of judgment. So when they're speeding along, if they if they require some some activity, I understand. I see what you're saying, even though you don't see what what they're saying particularly, but you see that. If you look at someone closely, you'll see that most people are coming out of their suffering. Most people are trying to tell you uh, things so that you'll agree. You get sucked into a conversation about things. People like to discuss things and argue sometimes. So just just uh, just let let them come and go. And if somebody gets really difficult, then say, "Excuse me, I've got to go. Got something else happening here." Don't don't hang around and torture yourself trying to be receptive or nice or kind or hospitable to someone who is uh, who has intense aggression. Take a little bit. Don't fight. Don't fight back. And then and uh, go to your next appointment. So a little bit, but it doesn't seem to to work to to have conversations or or have commun even communication or discussions with people. Who who have uh, who are so shut down and they're just so locked into their own opinions they just want to fight with you and someone who is really uh, intelligent will you know might put you in your place unless you're really clear about this so I would say get clear get very clear have a, have a, a an understanding of what the thought process what the thinking process and what logic is all about so you know what it is and that way when you run into um, YouTube personalities, however you want to call them, that have something to sell, something to buy, something to something, something, and have take positions on everything. And this includes meditation teachers, includes all kinds of people. When somebody's trying to promote something or, or trying to get you to do something, um, suspicious. And what you can do there is just receive. Um, the most uh, misunderstood form and ignored form of generosity is to give, 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 give your attention to everything and everybody. People want to be heard. They want want you to listen to them. And so it's very can be very kind and very maybe the most helpful thing you can do is to listen to someone who is full of themselves. It doesn't mean agree. They'll notice that you're not agreeing and might even ask you. So what do you think about what I'm thinking? And if they, if it looks like they're, they're serious, it looks like they've actually got it on receive for 30 seconds. You can just say, I think you're wrong. You can say that, but we just need to listen so carefully that we can see if there is some kind of an opening or if someone really does want to know how it looks to you, say, I think you're confused. And then they, they may open up further. How do you mean? And then you take it further than that. But you aren't going to find many people, uh, unless they're people who are training their mind to be open, training their mind to see clearly, training their mind to see beyond their enculturation, their beliefs, their opinions, their hopes, their fears, and the whole cultural thing that's being spread all over the 
map all the time by the news media, by YouTube, by Facebook. Oh. Thank you very much. We'll stand and dedicate the merit in the back of our red chant books. And reminding everybody about the donation boxes in the hallway and thanking everyone who has supported our fundraising efforts and continues to do so. We can't do this without you. Penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. Friends and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering and fill them with light.